And welcome to the Catholic Homeschool Podcast. I am Paula Siskanik, your host. You know, wife, a mom. Uh, I homeschooled for 25 years, and I am so glad to have you here with me today. I am thrilled to be this to welcome Damon and Melanie Owens. But um, before I get into that, I'd love to start off with one of my favorite prayers, the one that sits by by, by my bedside that my daughter gave me, and it's St. Teresa's bookmark. So let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you, nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Blessed Mother, intercede for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so thrilled to pieces that uh, I get to introduce you guys to this very dear couple that I have met years ago when we were homeschooling, doing homeschooling conferences. And I remember you walking in with all your, at that point, all girls, and they were all really <laughs> tiny. And and then also, um, I'll, tell a, I'll, I'll tell that after I read your bio. Let me, about one more time that I met you guys. Okay, so let's first begin with your bio. If anybody does not know Damon, Melanie, you're gonna wanna know them. They've been married for 27 years and are the founders of Joyful Ever After and hosts of the Catholic Marriage Summit. I know a lot of you attended that. That was such a blessing just in 2020, last year. Since 1993, Melanie, a full-time homeschooling mom of eight, yay, homeschoolers, <laughs> and Damon, the first executive director of Theology of the Body Institute, have trained over 20,000 couples in marriage, NFP, and Theology of the Body. Melanie earned her BA in sociology at the University of California at Santa Barbara, her MSW at the University of California at Berkeley. They were presenters at the 2015 World Meeting of Families and the 2017 USCCB Convocation of Catholic Leaders. Damon and Melanie kept a full international schedule before COVID, of course, right? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> to seminars, universities, high schools, parishes on the good news of marriage, sexuality, theology of the body, theology of the family, adoption, and NFP. Damon, I know you guys may have seen him on EWTN, Catholic Answers. He's written uh, numerous articles, appeared regularly on radio, television. He has also hosted and produced a 13-part TV series for EWTN. He's also, I love this, accomplished gospel singer who was honored a solo during the 1995 New Jersey Papal Mass at Giant Stadium, and that was Pope Pope Saint John Paul II, amazing. In 2018, Pope Francis honored Damon with the Papal Benemerenti Medal in recognition for his service to the church in support of marriage and family. 
Damon and Melanie are the parents of eight and live outside of Philadelphia, not too far from me in Delaware. Yay, welcome. I wanted to tell everybody how, um, again, we met at homeschooling conference, but we also met when you gave a talk about, you know, family life, couples, and uh, my husband and I went, we attended, mm-hmm. we were sitting right in that first pew at St. Agnes Church in Westchester. Westchester, yes. And I, I took out my iPhone and I wrote down the word, the word <laughs> you gave me. Munis. There and it is. Going to talk a little bit about Munis and That's the right. other thing that has sustained me, and I have many times, even to my now married children, talked about is the the complementary, you know, aspect of man and woman. Like mm-hmm. we don't make sense. One doesn't make sense without the others. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I just love when the when the truth bombs go off and have some effect on people's lives. Otherwise, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> all these. <laughs> They stayed with me, yes. Thank you for having us. Yes, so good. So uh, let's begin first by telling just a little bit about your new venture, you know, again, in this joyful ever after. Like, how did you guys even just get started? And then I'm going to talk about specifically, obviously, homeschoolers. It's, you know, we ask about curriculum, but more just or really equally as important we ask about being able to improve our married life, our home life, because homeschooling is a lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, everything we've done um, ministry-wise outside of the family, we've been full-time ministry since 2002. Mm-hmm. But Melanie and I actually started in ministry together right after we were married in 1993 and involved in pre-canas and then with uh, teaching natural family planning. And from there, really just started to a witness base and a program teaching became something that um, in, in sort of the natural was a great project that we had as a husband and wife from the beginning. You know, we got this, it wasn't intentional, but it was a gift that we got being able to have something in common before the children came. And um, so the part-time ministry to 2002 full-time then, but I can say, I think in some that everything we've done in ministry has been an outgrowth has been a fruit and, or has been for our marriage. So there's never been a real separation with uh, anything we've done publicly and privately. And there's good and bad with that, right? The good is there's an authenticity that we're asking questions that we actually care about and things that we're concerned about. Um, The danger, of course, is that there's always this line of of vulnerability, of, you know, uh, that edge of what we don't know and what we're really struggling with within our own marriage and with my own heart and with our hearts, how much is sort of in that, that personal um, vulnerability that's unique to the husband and wife, but at the same time, building solidarity yeah. across other couples and with other families mm-hmm. in the same way you do with merit, with, uh, with homeschooling is that the, there has to be an authentic connection and the crises and the, and the doubts and the fears and the hurts mm-hmm. and the wounds. These are places where you build trust and vulnerability so that you can love. So if the fast forward, uh, that authenticity all the way through the speaking and the traveling and the years of uh, utter Catholic poverty and to, <laughs> and still raising children and still adopting children, you know, in the face of just absolute madness. Um, we started a ministry joy to be joy to be 2016. That was part of the world meeting of families and, and the USCCB work there. And it was, it was God again, narrowing or beginning to narrow mm-hmm. this love mm-hmm. out of our family. And we thought helping marriage and family, Anybody who's done that knows that's a huge field, marriage and family, 
right? It's not a singular thing. So joyful ever after really is sort of the, the boiled down or maybe additional laser focus on marriage. And we founded that uh, February just last year, oh, about two weeks before the shutdown of pandemic, uh, 25th to February 25th, 2020. And right away had this, this inspiration for the Catholic Marriage Summit, which you mentioned. And to our great surprise and, and real shock with joy, I had 38,000 couples, mm-hmm. couples that signed up for that. And, and 70 of our, and, and by the way, this, this gets to your question. We chose the speakers, we chose topics, we chose focus and witness by couples because that's what we needed. Yes. Melanie and I needed that. We needed the solidarity. We wanted to hear from other couples. We wanted to platform and to, and to model what it's like for couples to minister to each other. And this year, and, and on the 28th of uh, July, and hopefully ongoing, we're, the follow-up to that is we're calling the Epic Intimacy uh, Challenge. Yeah. And it's that next level. All right, now that you've heard this, how can we help <laughs> yeah. your marriage? Yes, yes. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about that. Make sure that people know that you're doing this four-day free um challenge you like to say and we keep it you're going to keep it very small like little meditations 10 minutes right because we know busy family life Mm -hmm. and then as you said if people you know after that I, I think basically when I was reading through with it there's there seems to be four levels of intimacy and I thought maybe we could dive down a little bit on that because um what we do here at the Catholic Homeschool Network is we do look at home life, you know, the whole big picture, like you said, that bigger picture. And in doing so, I surveyed our people and said, I actually asked the question, what areas of married life could you use help with right now? Mm-hmm. And overwhelmingly, it was about that, that first thing, like friendship, mm-hmm. you know, communication. So let's dive a little bit first into, you know, is your spouse, you know, what happens? Are they no longer your friend? And are, are you should be friends if you're married? Yeah. <laughs> so the the epic intimacy challenge that we have, it's we divided it into four um, category categories or four areas. And the first is emotional intimacy. The second one is physical intimacy. The third one is intellectual intimacy. And then the fourth one is communicative intimacy. So each one of those categories, we're just diving um, deep into what emotional intimacy is and what intellectual intimacy is and physical. And we're going into um, you know areas that um, couples really need to get closer to one another and also to get closer to God um, through that. So Damon will go through each one and say um, you know what we're covering in those. Yeah. And the first question hits right on it. It's about friendship. And, you know, if you read the catechism and you read um, really even secular sources about marriage, like the Gottman Institute, renowned for their research, therapists, et cetera, you see this this friendship theme, if not named explicitly, because um, the church calls it a special form of friendship marriage. Mm -hmm. So there is an order to love and the order of love uh, carries us to the icon, the image of marriage as expressing a singular but a particular special type of friendship. And in the order of love, you know, the Greeks have uh, eros, romantic seeking love, mm. uh, philia, friendship, as in Philadelphia, where we're from. Yes. Uh, storge is that love within family. We have a duty to one another and a shared purpose. And um, agape, right? That love we hear in the New Testament, of the unconditional total self-gift. 
And contrary to the memes and to the and to the yard signs, love is not love. Uh, that's that's that tautological circular logic. I, I could not love my daughters as much as I do the same way that I love my wife. And if I did, you need to put me under the jail. Mm-hmm. Right? So logical people recognize love is not love. Love has dimensions. It has mm-hmm. particular forms based on the relationship. Yeah. And yet we still hold up marriage as this special friendship that mm-hmm. the philia that we are called to have with everyone. This, I give myself to you, you receive me, I give something to myself back and I receive you. That's beautiful. That is that is philia. That is the love of, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. And even then above that, we hold marriage as a special friendship where it's not necessarily better as much as it is a distinction mm-hmm. that as a body soul person, we can now literally become the gift. I give myself to you. I receive you as you are. And together we become something that neither one of us is a part. That's the wedding vow. That's sexual union spoken in the language of the body. That is why we desire and yearn for communion, communicative, to know each other intellectually, your stories, your hopes, your desires, your dreams, your emotion, that our hearts are one, that when your heart breaks, my heart shudders, mm-hmm. that, that when uh, I say something that triggers something in you, anger, emotion, delight, I know you well enough to know, first of all, I'd intend to do that, right. but I come to know you emotionally, that there are certain things from your past and your life that have formed you that makes us in our unity one. Mm-hmm. So therefore, what is hurts you hurts me. Mm-hmm. What's important to you is important to me. Mm-hmm. So we make these distinctions, emotional, physical, intellectual, communicative, really as a tool to drill down into the singular reality of intimacy. Into me, see. I see you. I know you. I love you. I am yours and you are mine. Hard to separate all of those, isn't it? It is. Amazing. It is. Meanwhile, I think what I'm hearing from that more than anything is kind of almost like the grammar of something. You know, it's almost right. like a common place that we can talk to each other. Let's drill down a little bit on communication because uh, right here, overwhelmingly, communication and patience. Life's so busy. And I, I love this one. Somebody asked, they said, how do I keep play in that relationship? You know, when they're, we are just so busy. Also, how do I learn how to dialogue with my husband. And I think maybe you're starting to tap into some of those practical tools. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's so hard to make the distinction, even with the interview. So we ended up interviewing about 14 of uh, experts that we consider experts Mm -hmm. that we go to for counsel, whether they're authors or therapists or theologians or whomever. And we said, who's our all-star cast? And it was actually tough choosing, to be honest with you. But uh, every single one of them are people that we are just in awe of. And I can tell you, even when we've given them their lane, emotional, physical, intellectual, communicative, everybody sort of has this beautiful overlap because you can't speak about communicative without speaking about emotions. Mm -hmm. And you can't talk about emotions until you speak about how you communicate those things and how you share your story, your dreams and your hopes. But under that communicative and your specifically your questions about play Mm -hmm. and about um, communication and patience, there really is a grammar. There really, as you said, there is a grammar to it. But here's the beautiful thing is that while there's universal grammar, right? Dialogue means dialogos, a word between. Mm-hmm. The actual, let's call it the uh, the accent or even the, uh, the the particular language has its own idiom. This has its own slang for every marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the project 
of learning your beloved's language in order to communicate the same thing. I love you. I will your good. I am yours and you are mine. And when we lie in that language or when we, we intentionally or unintentionally hurt one another, it's the grammar of forgiveness. It's right. the grammar of not just I forgive you and you should accept this because I said the right words <laughs> or I did this ritual, but since we know one another, I know how that is authentically communicated to you. And it takes, it could take years. It could take a lifetime to learn that dialect. That was the word I was looking for, the dialect of, yes. of that grammar. Cool. So uh, one of the other parts of the, the challenge and more deeply the, the larger teaching for us in Epic is um, taking on a spirit of an apprentice hmm. and, and being a, a constant beginner. This is, this is so liberating for us. You know, we've, I've, for years, we act as if everything is the championship game. Everything is like, the, if we don't get this right, then the whole thing's on the line. And right. the, I mean, the, right. the stress and the over the, un, and the reality, and this is the reality, not just a coping mechanism, that we are apprentices preparing mm. for the real marriage of Christ, the bridegroom, and the church as a bride. Wow. And our apprenticeship matters. Yeah. Everything we do matters, but this is practice. This is not the championship game. And sort of that peace that comes with it says, you know what? I did make a mistake. I am sorry. I was angry. I was mean. I was cruel. And I, I apologize because I do love you and I want your forgiveness. How, how do I do this? And whatever that language looks like in your marriage is the way that you build um, that communion, mm -hmm. that unity. And the patience is, is precisely in that right posture that I am not your Lord, I am not your only friend, I am not your singular source, but I say my job is to get you to heaven, but that's the Lord's work. And I've just taken on the, the muness, right? The task. Okay, good muness. You got to it. What is that? <laughs> a peculiar Latin word that, that gets at just how, get what a gift it is from someone in great authority that gives us a task, a role, a mission, a vocation, a high honor, an office, a place right. to, to accomplish something that we can never accomplish on our own. So the muness of marriage is why we call it matrimony. Mm -hmm. It's muness to motherhood. Mm -hmm. It's what um, mm -hmm. patrimony is the muness to fatherhood that we receive and then we pass on to another generation. Mm -hmm. um, the triple munera of a bishop is to teach, to govern, and to sanctify. It's a rich word which is why I'm so glad you remembered it because it does get to this apprenticeship, but really this, this, this high um, honor that God has given us yeah. to be a part of one another's salvation. That's where patience really comes from. So I think what I'm, what I'm hearing from this too, though, is a very Catholic approach. It's a really, you know, it's that central understanding of the sacrament that, and, and the infusion of grace, you know, when you said yes, you know, it's something we talk about a lot. You know, you guys took on not only the marriage of yes, but also homeschooling, you know. Um, does that, in your mind, put on different pressures, you know, for families, you know, in terms of homeschooling in the sense that what if, and this is just one example, you're not on the same page, okay? So you're two people, you're working towards, but that's another big thing people say, how can we deal with where we really literally um, don't agree with each other? How do we get past that? 
Yeah, that's that. That's definitely we we've lived that. That's a tough one. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's you know it's keeping that order, um, you know that vertical order, God first, and then your husband or wife, and then the children. Um, and it's also important for um, you know for mothers, for moms to have you know their own spirituality, their own um, prayer you know prayer life. And once you have that, and then together as a couple, you develop your prayer life together whether that's, you know, praying in the morning together or praying, you know, together in the evening. And you can do both. It's yeah, both. Right. And having that strong foundation, because if you don't have that, it's very difficult to give to the children when you're coming from a, a place of, um, of deficit. So even if you're not on the same page, um, you know, wife or husband, you can still have your own spirituality, your own prayer life where you can still love your spouse. You can still love your spouse first before the children. And from that, you can, from that love, you can give to your children what, what they need, what they're demanding for the day. Mm-hmm. And also just say the naturalness of it all that, you know, one of the transitions we had, and I know you teach this as well, is that the home school is not just some transfer of the public school situation or the Catholic right. school situation yeah. into your roof. There's something fundamentally and really radically at the root, radix, radically different. And instead of looking at these sort of silos that the world says are of your husband, wife, work, play, school, instead of looking at them as these discrete silos, you know, you, you the ease comes in when you see how interrelated and interconnected they are. That just as Melanie said, the flow from your marriage literally affects your relationship with your children. And the decision to formally educate them at home is just adding additional subjects through that relationship. So the good is it's the same relationship. You're not creating a new one, even though you're now formally teacher. Yes. But the, the, the bad news is that when the relationships are bad and weak and lack the intimacy, mm-hmm. school will show up in your classroom. So we're forming yes. human people here. And, and your children are always watching. Always so watching. they know, they know when your marriage is not strong and they will take advantage of that. But they know, they, they definitely intuitively know when the marriage is not strong and you may not even know that they know, but they do. So it's so important to put that marriage relationship after God first. Because I know even in our own situation, our own relationship, if I've been mad at Damon or he's been mad at, it's very, we have a very hard day to um, both of, you know, both of our works, teaching the children or or his own work. But it's when, when we are on the same page, when we're in sync, when we pray together, things just flow, the graces flow through us and it's so much easier. Yep. I love that. I, I had a pastor who used to say, you know, when you get married, you're like at that counter, you know, getting the, uh, the meat counter at the butcher's. Chicken yeah. number one always goes to your spouse. Yes. Yeah. Right, Melanie. And I know, especially moms in particular, t- it, it can never be this like mom and the kids against dad. Yes. You know, right. Dad works outside the home or travels. It's yes. really, that is so central. So absolutely. And then to be clear, this is all drift, right? Very few people choose that. They'll choose mm-hmm. the separation. They choose that kind of isolation. It's a drift. In fact, we call it an mm-hmm. epic drift as though the negative that without right. the attentiveness and the intentionality, here's where the current is pulling you apart or, or making these, um, you know, these difficulties because it's relational. It's always relational. And it's always worth the time to pause, to redirect, and to begin again at the relationship instead of sort of doubling down on content 
or doubling down on effort or doubling down. And this is something that's been a cross of mind that we talk about nearly every day. It's like, so it's like she should wake up in the morning and just say, Damon, it's not up to you. Oh, okay. That just sets my whole, <laughs> Damon, this is not your project. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, such a, it's such a, you know, an American thing that I've absorbed. And I think it's pretty common these days. So my point is without that intentionality, yeah. these things happen to us. And then the, as you said, the dialect to, you know, cause you understand each other so well, you know, from the get go, when you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She can see on my face. You look stressed, Damien, whatever it is, it's not up to you. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Correct, correct. Well, it's good. I know you had mentioned some of the speakers that are coming. You got any of the like talk titles to kind of give us a little idea or maybe just walk us through what are those four challenge days going to be like? Yeah, this is really interesting. So as per usual, I asked for an hour or so with some of our, our big heroes and we end up going off and every one of these interviews could be a, a week, two week long, beautiful te- television <laughs> show because the wisdom of, you know, Father Chuck, uh, Father, Father uh, Tim, Gallagher. Tim Gallagher, I'll say Chuck Gallagher, old friend, <laughs> Father Tim Gallagher on the discernment of spirits in marriage is a is a is just one of the most practical and useful ways of understanding the desolation and consolation within marriage and how to navigate each of those to deepen our relationship with God and with each other to the very practical Dr. Um, Greg Bataro uh, mm-hmm. speaking about, you know, how to navigate and communicate well, uh, Dr. Greg Popchak. Uh, yeah, and they're homeschoolers too. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah that's, that's right, right. <laughs> long school. Uh, you know, the, the rituals of connection in the home, work, talk, mm-hmm. play, and pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Bob Shoots. And I hope he's on people's radar. The John Paul II Healing Center, who talks about um, things like his book is "Be Healed: uh, The Anatomy of Wounds" and how to how to navigate yes. um, real heartbreak yes. and the need to nurture one another in those in those relationships. And he also has a book, "Be Devoted," oh, on marriage. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. he talks a lot about his. Um, you know, all the content in that book in the, in the talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we come into marriage, right? Like both with this, you know, luggage. <laughs> and yeah, right. right. And yeah. sometimes we don't open it up right away, you know? And so it's to, to be able, and that is one of the questions that people ask, you know, how do we get over all that? How do we even, so that's beautiful. Yeah, I know Dr. Shri also gave talks. Yes, Dr. Edward Shri is beautiful with his wife, uh, Beth. Beth. Mm-hmm. They gave a beautiful testimony as part of the Catholic Marriage Summit and and they're helping us to, to understand, um, you know, intellectual intimacy. Um, the Parolas, Byron and... Um, Pauline Parola from um, Australia. Australia and Francine, excuse me, Francine Parola. They have a ministry called Marriage RC and their wisdom is just, mm. it's worth, yeah. it's worth the whole admission, free admission as well. <laughs> so anyway, so the structure is going to be, uh, we're going to take under emotional of the three or four presenters there. Uh, I'll be teaching emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, intellectual and communicative, and then drawing from some of this wisdom, but we're keeping this at 10 minutes. So this is a very rich, uh, and at the end, you'll have a challenge, something practical to do. And then we're mulling now, you know, how to make the rest of this content available in a way that can really bless people. For right now, though, we're focusing on each of these 10-minute challenges to give people sort of that um, permission to, to exercise something that... For beginners, like you said, or reboot. Exactly. I love that. You know, yeah. we do, you get permission. You know, I love that. Like Anna Green Gables, every day starts new. 
<laughs> scary. I know Anna Green Gable so well. But yeah, I know. Seven daughters. Know. Seven daughters. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So great. Well, I mean, it just sounds like a wonderful thing. I know I've already got my husband signed up there to the two of us to go through that. We're, we're hitting our 34th year of marriage. Yeah. And, and, and then have now that next generation of married children, you know? Yeah. And, and I think you're right. They do look at us. I can remember the kids have been saying, you know, don't you guys need a date? Like they would even have to tell us. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need to go and pay attention to each other. <laughs> they know, right? It's true. It's true. I just add something to here. But it, it just came to me just to, to emphasize that under the physical, we're really proud also about being able to open up a venue that in our 28 years of marriage, I don't know that we've ever seen it. I mean, there's some groups like Domestic Church or Teams of Our Ladies, some maybe um, – Couples for Christ, Worldwide Marriage Encounter. If you're part of one of those groups and you're used to sort of a couple to couple sharing, even on difficult things like sexuality, sex within marriage. But for the vast majority, it's just not part of how we live. And we're not even sure if we're supposed to be talking to one another. Is there anything that we can speak about in terms of this gift of sexuality, sex in particular, that God's given us within marriage? We're very proud of what we're offering under the physical piece here that we think opens up a whole horizon and a vista for things like, um, we call it chastity within marriage. It's yeah. not restrictive, Question. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually opens up a whole world, right? Chastity before marriage, if I can just 30 seconds, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. is is abstinence-based, right? It says you're not married, so the, the sexual act in and of itself, which is a marital act, mm-hmm. speaks in the language of the body, the marriage vows. But it ends up being a lie spoken if you haven't pledged that marital vow first. So the the John Paul II approach to chastity before marriage says if you're not married, it actually you're speaking a lie in the language of the body. It's it's, there's the heart of the sin. But there is also chastity within marriage. And actually there's chastity for widows as well. But there's three forms of chastity in our faith. But chastity within marriage, it's almost you almost get a concussion and how quickly you have to turn if you don't rightly understand chastity and you think it's just abstinence or just withholding. Mm-hmm. Chastity within marriage is now that you have made the pledge, live it, mm-hmm. make the gift of yourself so that our sexual union within marriage is literally a representation, a revelation, a making present again the truth that we are bone of bone and flesh of flesh. So every touch, every gaze, mm-hmm. Every hug, every kiss, every act of sexual union within marriage is a whole promised land of milk and honey. And the fear that many of us faithful Catholics have, that the enjoyment, the delight, the the play that's Mm -hmm. part of it is somehow buying into a contraceptive culture or pornographic culture or, you know, the decadent Mm -hmm. culture to me and to us, Mm -hmm. we have ceded too much ground to the enemy. Yeah. It's as if God has given us out of Egypt, brought us into the promised land, and all the people of Israel in the promised land stand by the entrance because they're afraid of all the, the Jebusites and the Moabites and all the Perizzites and all the ones that were there that somehow if we go into the land, we might be tainted by it. And God said, everything you see is yours. So there's a place in here, once you've accepted the church's beautiful teachings on marriage and sexuality, that is far wider and deeper. And again, we're super proud of the invitation and the challenge that we're having married couples to say, take hold of this land. 
and be the delight that the land is the, the spouse of the Lord. I mean, it's such a, mm. a beautiful, rich place here. That is beautiful. And that mm. you are right. That is very rarely, you know, heard, discussed. And, and you're right. We do have this mindset that it is something that, you know what I mean? Uh, black and white images. And, and it may be things even from our childhood, but True. what a freedom and liberation to be able to say again in the right order in the right way in terms of the beautiful way god's ordained it so amen 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 (laughs) yes well this has been just such an honor um as we wrap this up anything either melanie or uh, damon you really want to leave um our good homeschool families here with um i would say that your marriages are definitely should be a priority. They're worth taking the time out of your schedule. Um, you know, no one has the time, but make the time, and the fruit from that will just will just be um, will just multiply. Mm. Um, take the time to put that into your marriage, and you'll be blessed by it. So, epicintimacy.org is a great place to start with that. Epicintimacy.org is where you'll see. Great, we'll make sure. We have that link so that Good. everybody, we want you all there. We're also going to be shooting out some emails, so it'll be easy for people to just click in, pre-register for that. And again, the date is July 28th, and it yeah. will go four consecutive days, correct? That's right. right. So we'll be sending emails to everyone who signs up each day with a video and with a challenge, and, and you do it at your own time, 10 minutes. But I'll just leave with a vision as well. We have a vision of just mm-hmm. strong Catholic marriages that embrace all of the graces that God is flowing through them, that flows through the marriage, to the children, to the homeschool, and then to the world. Wow. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much again. I want to thank everybody for joining us today on the Catholic Homeschool Podcast. Please join our podcast on all our podcast channels on Spotify. And you can reach us also at the catholichomeschoolconference.com our YouTube channel, please subscribe. It's just Catholic Homeschool or our Instagram handle, Catholic Homeschool. Thank you so much. We'll be praying for you too so much. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Pam. God bless. Bye.